All right, guys, we're going to talk about being that example for those around you, especially your children. Yes, and rejoicing. Bam. It's Tuesday night for us. Wednesday morning for you guys. Guess what that means for tonight? Bible study day. Bible and, study. And you. And you. Youth. Youth. It's youth night. So while you guys come and worship all together in unity, then I get to take your youth for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. Amen. Amen. So, guys, for those of you that are new, we do these daily devotionals Monday through Friday. We release, we pre-record them and release them at 3 o'clock in the morning because we got many viewers in the East Coast. And that way they can get it 6 in the morning because they're three hours ahead as a morning devotional. <clears throat> so, so we're going to get right into it, right? Besides, yeah. besides announcing um, our Saturday... Yeah, so this Saturday, today is March 23rd, 2022. On this Saturday, the, I don't know what day it is. The 26th. The 26th, we are having our first monthly grocery food giveaway. Yes. And clothing. So we're going to be doing the fourth fourth week of every month. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, no, it's just going to be the last Saturday of the month. Oh, the last Saturday of the month. Yes, last Saturday of every month, guys. <clears throat> okay. Because sometimes it can fall on the 5th, sometimes it can fall on the 4th Saturday. So, it's just the last Saturday of every month is what, yeah. we're, what's, is what we're going for. Yeah, what, what's, what's awesome, man, is, is the fact of um, this, this organization that they gather food from so many different supermarkets. But it goes hand in hand because they, they're a nonprofit and they get all this food uh, in order to feed families, but they need churches and nonprofits yeah. to, to actually distribute, distribute them, you know? Yeah. So um, it's it's going to be nice, guys. It's, it's an amazing ministry that I think I can, I can I, you know what? I can confidently say that at House of Rest, they have no idea. I don't think they've truly grasped what this is going to mean. Um when you, I've heard it said like this, unless you are, man, I'm going to say it wrong. What are you trying to say? I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> Let me try to remember, because for sure I don't remember exactly. But basically a pastor said, you are only going to be, uh, your church is only going to be relevant in the city as much as you, you serve the community. Yeah. You know, and as you guys know, we are not this really super well-financed church. We started from the ground up, you know, and um, but we are in a position now where with this organization, we could actually 
start to give groceries out. There's a lot of families in need. Yeah. And this is going to be, I, I, I can, I can truthfully say that a lot of the people that are going to get saved at House of Rest, a huge portion of them are going to be because of this food ministry. Yeah. Because it's not just, they're not just going to pull up and we're just going to fill the trunk with groceries. They're going to get off the car. They're going to register. We're going to talk to them. We're going to ask them if they want prayer. We're going to share the gospel. We we don't want to just like be so busy filling their trunk that we don't even get a chance to look at their face. We're going to be like, hey, you know, I'm Pastor David. This is Sharon or, or whoever it is. And we're just going to love on these people. And and guys, um, you know, today we just got home from from the church, guys. Of course, you know, right? of it's course. Twelve thirty-two. It's already past midnight. You know, I, I know it's a broken record. You know what? But praise God. But it's it's for uh, amazing reasons, guys. You know, David was working um, on flyers and working on stuff, and I was working on administrative stuff. Guys, I'm I'm really really excited about the youth and young adults and and everything and. You know, I was just working on on a lot of literature and stuff, and um, I'm excited because this is I'm I'm excited because these are things that our young adults and our youth are going to be able to really truly be able to get involved with and be able to serve in these areas. Mm -hmm. And um, I was really reading a lot of literature and just reading and really studying ways to get our our young people involved. Um, and this is a way for them to be able to get involved because a lot of the times they have um, a heart to want to serve. And these type of ministries are what, what is, is what helps them, you know, mm -hmm. and gives them an opportunity because they have so many gifts inside of them. And a lot of the times they want to give and they want to, and community service is a big one, yeah. you know, is huge. And this is an opportunity for them guys. And, um, I've just been trying to read on how to implement things that are going to help them to serve their community because young people need an opportunity for them to be able to get involved. And this is a big way for them to serve, which is their yeah. community. And it helps <clears throat> them guys. It helps them I'll tell you guys one thing. Um, I, you know, I don't share a lot of these things, but I used to work. Um, I used to be a headhunter, and I used to I used to write um, resumes. I used to do resumes um, as as you know for a living, and I used to place people, take them out of their jobs, and place them into Fortune 500 companies and stuff like that. And and I love doing that, guys. But one thing that I will tell you that. A lot of um, a lot of our kids, um, a lot of people, I used to do their resumes, and when they came with no um, no like you know no work experience, a lot of that type of experience that they come with, which is just life skills, the basic life skills, community service skills, and stuff like that, that kind of stuff can actually go on a resume and help these young people get into the workforce. And they don't realize that that kind of stuff actually looks really, really good on resumes. And it's important for them to be able to get into some type of work environment. And they didn't know that. 
that was when when I was able to do like my son's resume, when I was able to do our kids' resumes, mm -hmm. those are the type of things that I would sit down and I would tell my kids, you know, did you realize that those type of skills, the skills that you guys acquire by doing community service or any type of stuff, those kind of things are the, the, the wonderful things that you guys can actually um, th that kind of bring things out and, and allow it allows it to to for an employer to see and it actually elevates you to a whole new um, a whole new you within a work environment and it's it's a beautiful thing guys so I encourage you as a parent to encourage your youngster and encourage your youth and your young adult to get out there and do any type of community service within your community. Um, if you're not local here, find a local place for them to get involved and to do things. So yeah, I just wanted to say that because it's really, really important. Hey, Mijo. Do you have a quick question? Not being silly. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm the only one that don't know what you're talking about, but headhunter, that sounds creepy. What is that? Uh, headhunter is somebody who takes, um, what you do is you go out and you look for skills and people from one job. And what you do is you look at their skill sets and everything and you pretty much talk them into going into a different position oh, and oh. kind of pull them out of one job and set them into a new job okay because that sounded crazy i know <laughs> <clears throat> um so yeah um so yeah guys we're gonna do that this saturday and it's gonna be the last saturday of every month look at the way he smiles and i truly believe that abraham guys that this is gonna be um a huge opportunity because it's it's putting us, you know, I, and I know because we open it to the church family too because a lot of them are in need too. Yeah, they need also for groceries. Absolutely. But for those that are outside of the church coming in, um, that maybe they would have never came by or never did anything. And of course we evangelize. Of course we go out to the streets. Of course we go and talk to people. But this brings people. You know, possibly 50 families and maybe 75 next month or 100 the following month, a direct, uh, you know, and direct contact with us. Yeah. And and that's a good opportunity and a good chance to share Christ with them. Yeah. And, and this, we, this is why this is so key and this is so important. Yeah. And we started off with 50 families um, this time, guys, because we're only doing a two a two hour window. And we started out with 50 because this is our first time. And then once we see what um, the 50 families that we're starting out with, once we see um, how it goes this time, then we'll know a better number for next month. And then next month we'll be able to bring it up a little bit more. And then we'll go yeah. to 75 and then we'll bring it up more. We need to for the following month after that. So we'll slowly, gradually um, start bringing up, bringing the numbers up more and more as we begin to see more and more families progressively yeah. knowing because the families if we have fam 50 families this month those 50 families can repeatedly come back next month mm -hmm. but they'll already be in our system and new families will gradually come the following month which those families will already be in our system for the following month after that so guys um we're really excited about this yeah so anyways guys i want to get right into the scripture because it has to do with some that happened today, but I wanted to get into the scripture first. Yeah, uh, and, what, and I'm glad that Abraham's here to kind of hear about it. So, well, before we used to get the cat that would sit here. 
<laughs> and I noticed lately he keeps creeping down here. So Abraham is taking, so taking place of the cat place now. Of the cat. Yeah. Because a cat. He called you a cat. Because a cat went to uh, one of our families. That I <laughs> watch this. Anyways, I forgot what verse it is. Okay, so we're in Proverbs 22, and we're oh, going yeah. to verse six. Yeah. Really quick, well-known verse. Uh, but it says this, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. All right, simple guys, and David reads out of the New King James, and I'll be reading out of the message. It says, point your kids in the right direction, and when they are old, they won't be lost. Yeah. No, that's quick. Yeah, simple. So I want to, you know, this is a really key and important verse. This is in Proverbs. This is just, a lot of the Proverbs are known as, as a lot of wisdom. So it's it's a lot of just little little bits of wisdom. To me, it's like uh, little nuggets, you know? Yeah. And um, I will say this, that I, me directly, am a product of this verse, you know, because my mom surrendered her life to the Lord when I was five, my dad when I was eight. I grew up in a Christian home all my life. My grandma, my grandpa, a lot of my aunts, a lot of my uncles. Um, I have um, an uncle that's a pastor, another uncle that's a pastor and a worship leader, another one that's a worship leader. So it's just it, Christianity and just hit my family like a flood back in the 70s. See, and I'm and I'm not, guys. I'm not a product of, of so, this environment. So, you know... This right here is a perfect example because it says, uh, where'd it go? Oh, point your kids in the right direction. So number one, you can't control your kids. They're going to, they have their own life. They're going to do what they want to do. Whether you like it or not, you can't always, you're not always going to be there. Um, but that's why I like how it says here, it says point them in the right direction. You know, and, and I think um, a lot of young people today, they don't have a fighting chance. Because the world is already pointing them in the wrong direction. And if you and if they gotta come home and see the wrong direction at home, they're they're getting set up for failure. You know, because a lot of people say, Well, you know, I might as well just cuss and drink and do this and that, because they're gonna see that on the world. But here's the thing why are you not giving them a place to not see that at home? Well, I think a lot of the times, um, I hear this a lot. I hear sometimes when parents say well, if they're going to do it out in the world, I might as well give them a safe place for them to do it. Yeah. And let me, I'd rather them do it here with me than for them to do it out there. Yeah. I hear that a lot. Yeah. You know, and it's it should be the other way around. It's like you should instead give them a safe place to be than to for them not to you know be out there you know what i'm saying it's like yeah. give them a safe place a safe a safe haven yeah yeah you know so um you know just the, the other day i saw i was on social media and i saw somebody that i i don't i don't want to say they're a friend because i haven't even seen them in years but i guess an associate somebody if i see him i say hi his son turned 21 and he took him to Somewhere, I don't know, some bar. Well, we thought they were a man of God. Well, it doesn't make sense, right? Because it's like, he goes, oh, I'm here, you know, with my son having his first shot. All proud. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, 
I mean, do you need to see the statistics of what happens to most young people? You know how many people get in cars and die and wreck and get in accidents and all this stuff? And you're going to be, you dad are going to be the first one to give them that shot? Like, that makes no sense to me. You know, and, and it actually made me really upset because we, we talked about this subject. Like I told you with Cholo Trucker, I'm not sure when he's going to put the video up, but he asked me about alcohol. But anyways, so today we get to the church and um, uh, Sister Melodia was there and my son Gabriel, my oldest son, how old is he? Uh, he's going to be 24. He's, he's going to be? Yeah, because he's, he's right before uh, Matthew. Oh, okay. So he's going to be 24. And um, he was getting his stereo worked on and and um it was it was like a five-hour wait so he texts me he goes dad are you at the church because um i got nothing to do and i don't know where to do where to go i said well melodia's at the church just go to the church and she'll let you in so anyways he's like oh cool man so he went over there and i told him we'd be there later anyway so um anyways he was he, he was there just hanging out watching tv and whatnot so when we got there we picked him up because we were hungry i asked him if he was hungry he gets in the car, we go eat. And I don't even know what brought it, what brought it up. Oh, because we were um, on our way to um, to pick up his car, and you brought up how the um, place was a, the place oh, across yeah, the yeah, street yeah, yeah. used to be yeah. a billiards place. Yeah, across where I took him back to his car because like, his car was finally ready, and there was um, an empty building. And I said, "Oh, look, Mio, I said, when I was young, younger, that used to be a, a pool hall." Mm-hmm. You know, and I said, but I never went there because we were on McHenry and this is one end and McHenry is like the main street of Modesto. And I said, I always used to go to the other one. I said, even back in the day with my homeboys and stuff, because it was more family. And and um, I told them because this one was more like a bar. And I mean, I was already in my 20s, probably 27, 28, 29. And I just said, I said, I didn't I didn't like being there. The other place, they sold beer, too, because a lot of my homeboys would drink. All of my homeboys would drink. I said, but over there, it was a little more family, and they had sodas and nachos and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know, I, I never, it was a pool place, but I never liked going there. Well, some people are new here, so they don't yeah. know that you need to let them know why. It's because you've never, um, you need to let them know why. Yeah, so um, uh, I've never drank alcohol in my life. I've never tried any drugs in my entire life. Um, people ask me, oh, it must be because you're a Christian. I'm like, I didn't, I didn't become a Christian until I was 32, you know, but I did have an alcoholic father. I did have an alcoholic brother. Um, so everything that had to do with alcohol in my childhood was pain. It was always seeing my mom crying. It was always my brother was in jail. Another time my brother hit a pole and his car caught on fire and he was drunk, that if it was out in the middle of the country, if, if some rancher didn't wake up and pull my brother out, my brother would be dead right now. You know, um, so many, so much pain. My uncle in Texas, constantly drunk, and he beat his wives, and he tried to beat up my grandfather. And so my whole childhood, anything to do with alcohol always was painful and violent and crying. So I grew up with, with a huge hatred for alcohol because I didn't like it, what it did. I didn't like what it did to those that I love. So it has nothing to do with Christianity. It was just my association with alcohol. And it came to the point where I said, I don't mean, I have never met one person that alcohol made their life better. Not one person. 
you know, and um, and it's gone and on and on and on. It still goes to day, to this day. You know, there's things that have happened to our loved ones. Yeah. That if because of alcohol, you know. So, anyways, I, I told my son that, right? I said, yeah, I, don't, I didn't like going there because it used to be more like a bar. And then he just out of nowhere, because here's the thing: my son doesn't live with me. He's my older son. Um, all I can do is point him in the right direction. All I can do, actually more than that, all I can do is be, be a living example. Because my kids used to trip out that, that I was like a rap artist. I was a rapper and I was known and people wanted to be around me. And I didn't have to drink to be cool. I didn't have to drink to be the center of the attention. I didn't have to drink so everybody could like me. You know, and I've always told my kids that. And he doesn't get that same example on the other side of you know. Yeah, on the other side of the family. So when he said something today that just blew me away, you know, I was just like, I don't even remember how he said it. What did do you remember? He just said, um, he says, I never. He goes, I never want to drink, and I never. No, no, will. no. Actually, he, no, that's not what he, he says. He says, I never will drink. He says. He goes, I want to be just like you, Dad. No, he says, I'm like you, Dad. Yeah. And he paused, and I'm just like, what do you mean he's like me? He goes. Yeah, I don't want to drink. That stuff don't interest me at all. Yeah, he says or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. You know, and and it's like honestly, I never asked. I never asked him because he'd probably say no to me, even if he did. You know, knowing how I feel about it. So why even ask? He doesn't live with me, and he's already way past twenty-one. So I just never bother. I just like in my prayers. You know what I mean? I just pray for my kids. You know, and he just like yeah. I'm like you, Dad. You know, and I'm just like, that's crazy. It's crazy the fact of, you know how what that meant to me. Because he didn't say, oh, I don't drink because of this or that. He says, I'm like you. Yeah. You know, and, and that let me know that I was an example. I was an example to him, you know, and, and man, that, that and just... He waited, he waited for him to get out of the car and shut the door, and he says... Is it weird that I just want to yell and, and yell for joy right now? <laughs> I see, that's one of the greatest things I've yeah. ever heard my kids say to me. Yeah. You know, and and it just made me want to talk about it. And, and this thing is, is point your kids in the right direction. Let me say this too, though, okay, is that we're in no way trying to say that our kids are perfect. Mm-mm. Because I know some people, some, some of you, maybe you have your kids and... and, and they're in a bad situation. We're not trying to make you feel worse. We're not trying to make you feel like a bad parent. But the thing is this, is that you can start today. Absolutely. You can be that example today. You can be that example starting now. At one point, my dad, at eight years old, sat down, all of us boys. It's me and my three brothers. And he says, I know you've seen me drink beer all your lives. Because my brothers were older. They're teenagers already, my two older brothers. And he says, I'm here to tell you that you're never going to see me drink again. And we laughed. I, as an eight-year-old, I laughed. Like, it was the silliest thing to think my dad wouldn't drink anymore. That's how normal it was for me to see my dad drink. Like, I, that'd be like me telling Abraham, I ain't never going to drink locomocas anymore. You know, he'd be like, yeah, right. You know what I mean? Maybe I'll give him two days. You know what I mean? So, it's the same thing. Like, a beer in my dad's hand was normal. He drank his locomoca yesterday. That was a vanilla bean. <laughs> me being I mean. And um but you know what? 
42 years later, my dad never drank again. Yeah. You know, and he was my example. So, um... And you know, and you never know, you never know the example of the impact that, that one will have, you know, Abraham, Abraham had, um, his real dad was pretty much an alcoholic and, and fell into drugs very, very heavy. Um, and that was his real father. And that was the example he had as a father. But here now he has, a, you know, his stepdad who has given him an example of, of, you know, of, of a father who lives a, a life of, of no drugs and, and no alcohol, you know, and, you know, what he told you on Father's Day, you know, he says, you know, the life that you live at home is a life you live everywhere, you know, and he's never, never been able to see that, you know, and, and that meant a lot to him. Mm -hmm. And I think he said that with all sincerity to you, you know, because he just felt like he's never had that example of a man of God. And, and that was a big deal to him because he's never had that, you know, and, and I think that you have that closeness to him that he's been able to, to see what it is for a true man of God to lead by example, you know, and, you know, it's unfortunate because I think every, every single one of them are going to be different because they're all going to, they all grow and live their own lives, you know, and they're all going to make their own choices, you yeah, know? Yeah, you know, like, you know, like, I mean, I can't say the alcohol thing for all my kids. You know, they live their lives, they're, they're adults, except Aaliyah, you know, she's still under 21, but this is what we hope for them. Yeah, absolutely. And this is what we want for them. And, and the thing is this, right, I will say this, though, with confidence, is that regardless of how these kids are, they're not even close to what I was. And I'm just thankful. Yeah. I'm so thankful because there's so many generational, like like the grandpa was a gangbanger, so now the dad's a gangbanger, so now the kids are gangbangers and this and that. And I thank God that um that my kids, our kids didn't get pulled into that. You know, because there's a lot of death out there, man. There's a lot. Sometimes I think like I think they're naive to it, but I, I think that's a good thing. You know, but it was it was just like I don't think they understand the way it was in the eighties and nineties. It was like a wild west out here, you know, and I'm just glad of, of that because they, they work, they have jobs and they're building up their credit and the stuff that I that was the last thing on my mind in my teens and my twenties. I'm not wasn't like, Oh, I gotta build my credit or I gotta <laughs> man. I was just trying to make money fast, as fast They're as I could. paying off their little credit card. And, and doing whatever <laughs> it took, you know? Yeah. Um, I didn't have a care in the world. I lived like that was my last day. and They're taking care of their crazy. car, you know, yeah. and everything. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I think this verse is powerful, man. It says, point your kids in the right direction. So I didn't even talk about the second part. So why do we point our kids in the right direction? Look what it says. When they're old, they won't be lost. Yeah. They will not forget again. My dad surrendered to the Lord when I was eight. I didn't surrender my life to the Lord till I was 32. I lived a life so reckless, violent at times, insane, just completely lost. But when my life hit rock bottom, I remembered the direction my mom and my dad pointed me to. 
And because of that, not because of some evangelist, some preacher, some televangelist, because there was a, a little farmer dad that gave his life up to the Lord when I was eight. And he was a living example for me. So when I was completely lost and broken, I knew the direction to come home. Yeah. Like the prodigal son. Yeah. And I truly believe that, guys. You know, um, you know, I raised my kids. And when I came, when I was literally 16 years old and I walked into that church, my kids were really, really little. They grew up sleeping under the, you know, under the church chairs. And, man, I that was my place of refuge and everything. And my kids kind of grew up being in church. They were really, really little. And, um that was their their place their home pretty much always being in church always you know being you know with worship and praise and everything and they grew up always being the church kids you know and you know as teenagers and as as young adults they kind of you know went their own way after um once they were over 18 and stuff but i will tell you now like you know now that my son had this this eye accident and everything now that he's older and he's now 30, 31 years old. Um, you know, I will tell you that I, I see the Lord doing something in his life. I see him um, in a time of, of hardship and at a time where his he, he had lost faith in everything. It's like he found, he found hope, you know, he found hope in the Lord. And, and I feel that, you know, God is showing him that he's real in his life still. And I really, truly believe because not only him, but now his wife also, you know. Mm -hmm. And I feel that they're grabbing onto something together, him and his wife. And I'm just like, you know, the Lord is doing something in both of their lives together. And I'm just so grateful um, for what he's doing because... I'll tell you that, you know, um, God's promises are never void. They're never void. And I believe that, like you said, like the prodigal son, you yeah. know, you always come back. You know, if you point them in the right direction, you know, as as young, it doesn't matter, as young babies and everything, they, they will grow to know the Lord that they will always come back. They will no, never go astray. The fact is this, is that, Life, life will hit you, and life hits hard. Yes. And when you're, when you're in your teens and you're in your 20s, everything just seems like it's going to last forever. But when reality starts to set, they'll know where to yeah. turn. Yeah, they will. So, anyways, guys, that's pretty much it. It is late, so we didn't have a big old long video, but hopefully you got something out of this. Cholo Trucker, we're going to put that interview out, man. I'm still waiting. <laughs> so, he, he, like I said, man, he did a really good video. Oh, real quick, I'll take 30 seconds to say this. I got all the Bible uh, college material, so we're going to be planning. I got to look at a calendar. We're going to have a seminar, an introduction into the school for possible students, and it's going to be streamed online too. So you'll be able, for the people that come to the church to enroll or possibly enroll or just to find out about the school, you will be there too. It'll be streamed. It'll be online. That way it's going to be open, like an open enrollment for the Bible school and the Bible college, which... On that day, I'll explain things more, more thoroughly. So. Yeah, and guys, don't forget to get your um, your identity book, the Who Are You. It's still out there, guys, you know. Get your book. All right, All right guys. We love you guys. Bye. Have a good day.